if you're listening to this right now, it's because you're a fan of best hour of their day and probably me, but not so much Fern. That tends to be the norm. But if you are listening, we just want to ask you for one favor. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon is where we put some bonus episodes up. It's really the only thing we ask for. We've been doing this podcast for two years now, and we do it because we have a love for fitness. We have a love for helping others, a passion for developing other people and helping them become the best possible coach that they can be. And and we do it because we love it. We don't ask for anything, but we are asking that you support us on Patreon. It's $6 for the price of your fancy frappuccino with hazelnut syrup or whatever it is you get over at Starbucks. You can support the show. And as we get more and more supporters on Patreon, by the way, it's patreon.com forward slash best hour of their day. We're going to be adding even more. Right now, it's a free bonus episode where we answer all of your questions, but we plan on putting so much more out there, exclusive and early content, access to things that you know everybody else doesn't get. So once again, we don't ask for much. So if you love the show, if we're helping you, chances are if you listen to this show and you're a coach or a box owner, we've helped you make way more than $6. And not only that, we've helped just make your life better, whether we entertain you or whether you've implemented many of the awesome things we talk about here on the show, check it out. If you don't, you know what? You can keep listening to the show. You can keep tuning in on a regular basis. Yeah, we put three episodes out every week. You don't have to support us on Patreon. We still want you to listen, but if you can, we appreciate it. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. What were you going to say, Fern? We were were talking. I was going to say in parentheses, add this, add not sell. (laughs) How to build community. Not sell community. Not sell community because. Because you can't. (laughs) We've discussed that numerous times and that seems to be probably our most controversial statement. But in today's episode, we're going to double down or triple down or quadruple down, whatever number we're on and say 100, 100 down. Yeah. What is that called? Century down. Okay. I think we just made something up. You need a community. You're not selling your box based on your community because every box has a good community, but should you want to, here's how to grow it. Right. The, and so first, I think we have to back up. So uh, most gyms only find out this is a problem after it's a problem because you you can do you can have a great community in the absence of doing anything intentional 
up to a certain number, some probably something to the tune of 75 to 100 members. Right. You don't have to do anything. You just people will come in and everybody kind of likes each other and nobody's a massive turd. And therefore, it constitutes like a relatively good community, which is how many, awesome. How many members do you think you need to have before inevitably one of them is a turd? Oh, I think somewhere between 75 and 100. Yeah. That's, you know, based on my experience. Yeah. One percent. One percent are going to be one percent. Yeah. How long, is, how long has a turd made it at your box? First, let's define turd. <laughs> let's call a turd someone that complains a lot. Someone that oh years at that point. If that's all, if that's the only qualifying, uh, if that's the only qualifying. Uh, let's see, someone. Figure. If I were going to say this person is a turd, they would be. They would complain. They would not be friendly. So you know, a workout right. would end. They would just pack up their shit and go. They would probably think they need to do more than everybody else that they're, mm -hmm. even though they don't do the foundational things like eat right nutrition, right. but I need to work on, you know, my own private programming. Um, Not clean up their stuff, ask for yeah. discounts. Um, that type of stuff. So what's cause the longest? Actually, biggest one is like cause drama, right? That's the big one for me. I could deal with most things. What I absolutely cannot and will not deal with is drama. Just what would be, what would be? The drama they cause typically bringing your bringing your relationship stuff in the gym that is i have um it rarely happens now but i have had i have had a conversation within i don't know we'll call it six to seven months definitely in the inside the last year where kind of two people came to me and were complaining about the other person right there was a relationship of some sort which to which to which I don't actually care. Like that's not my none of my business, you know. Um, and I told them both the exact same thing. I said, "Do not bring it in here, or you both go away." Like I'm not choosing sides here. Like I I don't care. You both go away, and I have no desire to pick one of you. So, knock it off. Don't do it. If you do it, I will terminate both of your memberships, and you'll both go away. You have to find another gym. And they were like, "Are they there still, or did they change?" Uh, one moved. So, I mean, it kind of sorted itself out, but I mean, I had the conversation and to, to be, to be fair to both of them, they abided by the rules. So they weren't turds. Uh, yeah, but it kind of got that way. Like it, they, it would, they would have become turds had I not intervened. I got another thing. They, they, they try to influence other people. Right. They create clicks. They got yeah, groups. So Hey, special, you know, come hit this, you know, comp train workout with me over in the corner. It's better than what class is doing today. Right. That is, that is like, that's king of turds. Right. Or you're, you know, you're a turd king. You are, you are TK. That is your, that is your nickname. TK. You're, a <laughs> right. turd it, you're allowed to come make some complaints to me directly, but it's the people that are like, Hey, do you think this programming sucks too? Like, why are we doing this again? Why are we doing that? <laughs> that is, that is, that is go buy your own stuff and work out in your garage. Like that is not, you can't. You can't play here. Um, so, so bringing yeah, it back. That, that yeah, that would that would qualify as turds. So uh, I would say probably like six months, maybe a year. Um, but a lot of them go away like relatively quick. And I mean, it rarely, rarely happens. Um, but I've had some like come in for a month and then just self-select out because they're like, mm, this is, I don't fit in here. Yeah, and that's typically what we say. Like, hey, the, the people that, 
are going to act that way don't last very long. No, because they realize that they're, they're the oddball. They're like, oh, people don't want to deal with my drama. You know, like if they start to do it, people are like, oh, that's gross. And then they like, they like, I don't want to say shun yeah, like, them, but like, um, this is my happy place. Stop complaining. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and with regard to that, and, and so this does come up. It was like, I have an athlete, again, fill in the blank. Head on is always the best solution to that. And head on and early. I mean, the second you hear anything about somebody's grumblings or blah, 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 blah. I mean, you find those people. Like you, the next time they're in the gym, you pull them in your office. You're like, what is up? This cannot go on. So air your grievances. And then from here, I'm going to tell you what the rules are. But like, that is the fastest way to do it. If you don't tolerate shit, you will not have shit. Yeah. I've I think that's what out. I've had, to. I've had guys, I've had guys like talk shit to female coaches at which point I pulled them out, you know, like mid class is like, if you ever do that again, you will never be welcome inside the four walls of this business forever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I think, that's where I've said everybody wants to be a box owner until it's time to do box owner shit, right? Like those are things you don't think about when you're opening an affiliate. Like I got to be the boss and I got to lay the hammer down at times. We're just like, I love fitness and I love coaching people. Well, there's things that aren't as much fun either. And, and those tough conversations are definitely one of them. And I think there's a misconception about those. And this is actually like a, this is actually uh does segue into building good community, which is like, A, have hard conversations. But B, I think you can have hardful, uncomfortable conversations while still displaying compassion or empathy. Uh, you can definitely do that. I've done that in the gym. I've done it at um, in comps, you know, where people kind of like lose their mind. And I've had to pull people to the side. I'm like, listen, I would love to see you compete for the rest of the weekend. But if you do that again, you're gone. So make your choice and I'll still buy you beer afterwards, but not here, bro. Like, don't do that. So let's talk about how to sell community. No, how to build community. Let's talk about how to build community. <laughs> Damn it. That's as, that's as bad as you fucking up the closing of the, of the podcast. Well, <laughs> we're, not selling, you know, we're not selling community. Again, you're not selling community, but we are, showing people that it's not, you know, the misconception that we have out there about this is it's that you, it's not important or you shouldn't work on it or, you know, it, it's, it's not what's right. keeping people. All of those are true. Like, Hey, it is important. You should work on it. You're not selling Absolutely. it. And yes, I did misspeak, but the point, not, yeah. how, how do we build it? How do yeah, we, how do you it? build it? So a, it has to be intentional. And I think, um, so let me ask you, so let me ask a clarifying question on this. And this kind of should lead us down the path is like, what do you, think about when somebody's like we have great community here like what's the first thing that comes to mind that you're doing things outside of just showing up to class yeah just doing things together right like whether it's whether it's outside of class or in class or whatever you know we have we have people that stick around here i was joking earlier today i was teaching the 10 whatever 9 what one of the morning classes and then like we have a guy that's here all the time he's like here he's here in the morning he's here in the middle of the day he's here in the afternoon like when he's in town he's just here all day long that is one aspect of community right and we have a lot of people like that who just linger as i like to say and a lot of and it they just, just don't not just that but, they linger, but that, 
you and them are doing things together. So, right. you know, in, out right. here so, it might be like, hey, I'm going mountain biking with a couple of the people, or I know the, a couple of the women are having like a game night next weekend, like that they invited Roz to, or... So we have all sorts hey, of stuff have, like that. You have, yeah. you have the brunches. You have like a, a pretty sizable group of us uh, shoot a lot together. Guns, right? Shoot like basketballs. Uh, no, we don't shoot the basketballs. We don't shoot the hoops. Um, <laughs> the um, people always bring that up. I'm like, no, I'm not playing basketball with you. You're garbage. The um, you know what sport I used to play that I'd like to play again. Did I, I would love to see you play any sport just for a good laugh. I'm very athletic, but I, I used to play a sport <laughs> called handball. Have you heard of handball? Yeah, you're. That's perfect for you. You're a small Jewish man who is kind of old at heart. Yeah, handball yeah, is it's a definitely game an old. For you. It's definitely an old Jewish man <laughs> game. But pre CrossFit, I mean, I was traveling competing. Like I was a very good four wall. I mean, for those that know the Albany CrossFit story, I opened in a racquetball court. Racquetball court and handball courts are the same. So, right. you know, I was playing handball daily i was traveling i was i moved up to like a pretty high level b player the, the highest there's only one level above that and uh lately i've been a, a i'm guessing a a is above b well a or open they would call it but yeah one okay. or the other and um lately i've just been having these uh desire to play again it's a really great sport so anyway it's, it's kind of like so ra- that racquetball I don't. I think handball is harder than racquetball, and I think squash it's way is harder. harder than racquetball. I think so, so. Like of the three, I think racquetball is, in air quotes, the easiest. So if you're a racquetball player, I'm not poo pooing on racquetball. But I do think that handball and squash are way harder. I think you have to be way faster on your feet. I think you have to be have have to have um, way better um, reaction time, and I, I think you have to be able to cover more distance because, particularly squash, because the the is it a ball? Well, it's, I, they call it a dead ball. It doesn't right, bounce ball. very hard. Yeah. Well, it and, does after it gets warmed up, right? So, like, right. it bounces more as you play, like, and as you kind of get it warm or whatever. However, but it's not like a racquetball. Like a racquetball, you just throw that thing around there, just bounce all over the place. And yeah, you, you can, can basically stand, stand in one still. spot. Yeah. Right. But squash um, is very athletic. It's a, it's a it's a slightly different court actually. The the back wall yeah. is a little closer on squash. Yeah. And there's you know a different out of bounds. It is quick. Had, Squash yeah. to me is kind of like uh, it has very similar features to spike ball. Like you got you have to, everything is like short and quick. Yeah, I like I played primarily handball. I did play squash like once or twice a week, and then racquetball every so often. But I, I handball is the toughest to me because you know for those listening, if you've never played, you basically have to learn how to use your non-dominant side. So right. you know. The, the way you improve is you, you're not only good on your, you know, dominant or for me, right side, but I was able to kill the ball with my left arm too, at some point, but the best in the world, you can't tell if they're lefty or righty. It's like, you know, bas- it's like basketball. If you can't dribble with your non-dominant hand, like you're in deep shit, particularly as a guard. Um, so anyway, let's bring it back yeah. to the community. Yeah. I would love to know how we got there. So we're going to have to go back and listen to this and figure out I, what that's, what that streaming consciousness sounded like. The, how did we even, how did we get here? <laughs> where are we? The, um, so, I legitimately don't know what we were talking about before this. We were talking about how to build your community, but I, yeah, I but there, know there that was I something after that. That. And then you, you, you took us way off track. I oh, think we were talking we were t- about doing events, how people hang out outside of the gym. Oh yeah. Just like doing a bunch of stuff together. Yeah. So, and it went guns and then somehow you went from guns, guns. to handball, hand, guns and handball. Anyway. Cause I asked if you shot um, Right. Oh yeah, that's right. See, there we go. We unpacked it. It's good. We did it. The well done everybody. Um, thanks for your help. The, 
so yeah, so that that is what typically what people think of first is like we do a lot of things together. Now I will tell you again, as the community when the community is smaller, obviously as people are doing together things together, that is a larger percentage of the community. As the community grows, it's it becomes for obvious reasons, a smaller percentage of the community. And this is where you do have the potential to kind of have clicks if you have turds, right? So clicks follow turds. So you want to make sure you don't have any, either one of those. Um, but you, so we're not going to sell community because it's intangible to the, to the lay person who doesn't know what they're looking at. Plus everyone's always, got it. Right. Plus everyone's got it. Now that doesn't mean that you don't, that you don't want to foster it. And that doesn't mean that you don't want to drive it. And typically post 100 members, and I'm, I'm giving a round number, um, but typically post 100 members is where this community thing will start to like have a, a pretty drastic drop off. If in fact, we're just relying on the group of people to drive the community, right? Meaning like it just, it's good dudes because it's good dudes, right? Well, so think a, about- There's a book called Tribes and I believe, I think it was Seth Godin. You know, and he right. says, you know, the, the average tribe back in the day was about 75, Right. And what exactly. you're suggesting is once you pass that threshold, it's right. very hard to maintain. Right. It's very hard to maintain unless it's done intentionally. Like unless the tribe, the full tribe understands the principles, the values, and there's a leader who drives the tribe, which brings us back to what we're trying to do is like, how do you do that? And it has to be intentional. Um, and so let's skip right to where everybody gets this wrong. And the first thing that everybody does wrong is too much. Right. So too many events, like whatever they are. And they're just like, we're going to do an event every month. I am not aware of a gym that does an event of, of similar flavor every single month because then nobody attends because everybody's just waiting for the next event. Right. It's just, it's no, it's kind of, it's very similar to a discounts. Like if you're always selling discounts, then people just wait for the next discounts. They never actually buy. They're waiting for the next discount. If you're always running events, the people are just waiting for the next event. And what you'll see is you'll have this very natural drop off in attendance. The events won't be that well attended. And there is kind of a sweet spot in there with regard to socials, right? And, and for the most part, we could come put people in three different buckets. I've got people that love training. I got people that love social and I got people that love gear, right? Like they just love things. And for the most part, everybody falls in one or more of those three buckets. Outside of that, there's, there's really not much else inside the walls of a CrossFit gym. They love to train. They like the social aspect of it, or they just like all the stuff you got in the building. So if I can build events or, or things based on that, that's how I can continue to build because I'm, because I'm scratching everybody's itch on that. And they may not even know it. And quite frankly, they shouldn't know it. Now, if somebody asks you, just tell them it's not a secret, but it's, but it should, it should be done intentionally. Meaning like, Hey, I have a social this quarter and we have a training event this quarter. And then I have like something that's facility-based We're highlighting what we do in the, in the facility. This is how you create attachment to your brand and your community. Cause I don't leave anybody out in this scenario. Like everybody falls in one of those three buckets. It doesn't matter what it is, right? They're just like, oh, cool. Look what they put in uh, in the gym. They got, I don't know, whatever, custom rogue barbells or whatever, right? Sponsors rogue. The, or they do, or they're like, oh, I can't wait for the spring fling or the prom or the whatever it is, you know? Or they're just like, oh, I can't wait for the, um, like we're having a snatch clinic um, this week. Yeah, this weekend, right? Uh, Phil's putting on a snatch clinic. And I think there's like 
30, 35 people signed up for it, right? Like people are just like, yeah, I really want to get on that. But if you do that every weekend, people get burnt out because they typically don't get done well, right? It's also worth noting that like what events are not. Like event, an event is not like, um, an event's not like, hey, Jay and I are going to the bar. You guys can meet up with us if you want. That's not an event. Right. That's like, that's it's like. It's just a, a hangout. It's, yeah, it's just like, hey, if you're bored, uh, come maybe drink a beer with us, whatever. You know, well, and and, that, and then, you know, and that that's what we're really talking about: building this community. Like those are things that should be happening happening naturally. Your members are potentially doing some of that. Your your coaching staff is doing some of that. I mean, I see many of your coaches on Instagram, and they're always going out with other coaches. They're going out with members. That's just the natural stuff that happens, and that's how you right. continue to build community when you surpass the seventy five or one hundred member threshold. But what we're talking well, even- about is. Even that though, right? So that you should have, <clears throat> so everything starts from the top down. If you and your coaching staff don't do things together, that's the first problem. Like you have to do things together. And I don't mean like the staff meeting, like you guys should, like you guys should shoot do, guns. Uh, you like go, you mentioned, you should that's go shoot guns, shoot, right? You should yeah. shoot. I mean, if you don't like shoot guns, don't shoot guns. If you, you should throw whatever you, you should go to the beach together or go on a biking trip together or something like that. But like, if you don't, that's the first question i would maybe ask myself is like why don't we hang out or why why would we even be opposed to hanging out well and i think for some people they realize look like i my coaches always had to pass kind of the google or the uh, layover test right and for those that don't know what that is the airport test right like hey can you survive a a long layover or a long travel day with this person and if your answer is no they probably shouldn't be coaching at your box what's the google test I think I think the I think Google used that test. Oh, got it. So, so oh, I, I thought we just used that. it. I thought we just used it on seminars. There may have been a secondary test there, but I think Google used the the you know the air the airplane test. But the point is, all of these things, like you said, it's not just like hey, let's grab dinner. Your your events need to be well thought out. Your whether it's training, whether it's right. social, or whether it's gym aesthetics slash, slash gear, and and by doing that, it needs to there needs to be a pre, a during, and a post of like, hey guys, there needs to be a lot of talk, a lot of chatter, social media, email campaigns, et cetera, of don't forget, we've got our snatch clinic. Don't forget, we've got our anniversary. Party. Right. Don't forget, you know, we're you, painting you have wall to wall promote. Targets. You have to promote the shit out of these things because people don't pay attention, right? The They just don't. They just don't pay attention. Like the world moves fast. And I think we forget because this is our thing and we're dialed in on it that everybody sees everything that we do. And the, and the reality is like, no, they do not. They see about one tenth of what you do, which means you have to over communicate it. Like you got to put it on Instagram. You got to put it on Facebook. You got to put it on the whiteboard at the gym. You got to send out an email. You got to send out a max test. You got to have a picture plastered somewhere. You got to do that all of those four times for a total number of touch points of like 16 to 20. Yeah, at, that, at which point like- everybody's, at which point everybody. And people ask, like, where should I put it? And the answer is yes. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't you send can't a courier pigeon. Like, like no. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's the first thing. And then you document it, right? It's just like, hey, if you have a strong community, like you should have a calendar of events. You should have documentation. And, and by that, I mean like media content of these social events. You should have a registration list. You know, like, okay, if you have a great community, last time you had a social, how many people went? You're like, I don't know. We didn't keep track. And I'm like, did you not invite people? And they're like, well, I mean, we invited people. I'm like, did you not require an RSVP? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, 
Well, then you didn't have a didn't you didn't throw a party? Like, what party? What official party you go to when they're not like RSVP? Well, and and not to mention, if if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, we do do great events, what is your next year? What does your calendar look like? Most likely, it's like, oh, I'll let you know next month what we're doing. This should be laid out, and this should not only be right. laid up in advance for you to prepare and for you to promote, and maybe it's a a poster in your bathroom of like, Hey, January 21st, we have this party, February, you know, a year in advance. So you look professional and you look like you're organized, right. but also in an effort to make sure you are hitting those three categories. I know for me, our categories were obviously all three, but 90% of our events were social. Every month we would have a party and it was always just a right, party. But think about who with, the, all the people you're leaving out. Right. Yeah. And Right. We, you know, we might do a workshop here or there, or we might do some painting here or there, but those things fell to the, to the back burner or they just didn't get promoted the same way as the party. And well, it's typically because the owner likes one of those things. That's right? what so I like. To I do, like yeah, training. Like, right. I like to party. Right. No, only I like to party. The, well, uh, and I think, I didn't get... you know, and, and you have to remember, I, I like to use the analogy of your three events, your three styles are just like the three styles of queuing. You have verbal, you have visual, you have right. tactile. And some people respond well to verbal, some visual, some tactile. Same principle applies here. Some people prefer training. You know, and let's just be clear. Training can be a workshop. It could be a nutrition seminar. Right. Uh, it could be a mindset conversation. I mean, right there, right. there's three for the year. Uh, social. Done. Social can be your anniversary party, your holiday party, uh, a bowling night. A uh, Like you said, hey, we're all meeting up when – we're shooting guns at the Alamo or whatever it's called. And then your it's the last stand. <laughs> and then uh, your, your gym aesthetic stuff could be we're, we're repainting the walls or we're right. putting up new wall ball targets or we're what's another one you might say, hey, we're doing it. We're moving everything out of the corners of the box and we're vacuuming, but guess what? There's going to be pizza and there's going to be beer. And, you know, it's kind of a hybrid event. So, yeah, and those are like, those are like the low quality. Those are like the low quality events, right? Um, you know, like, but but the point is, it, the the big takeaway from this is it should be intentional, and you should be able to look out, arguably ten to twelve months, and know where everything sits. Because yeah. now, now what happens is I now I move out of this kind of firefighter you know, job where I'm just constantly just putting out fires, and I move into proactive mood. I'm all, I've always got something coming up to promote right which creates a buzz in the gym and it's not always the same thing so people don't get burnt out on it and then you've got roughly three to four months to the next iteration of that same style right but that's what you should be doing that is how you create and build culture and how you build and create community intentionally once you kind of breach over that hundred mark and if you're doing one of them well then my challenge to you is like do the other two well Right. Because I, you, you will not be disappointed by that. Just like coaching just like, Hey, if you're verbal, you know, bam, 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 bam. Well, cool. Then at some point, like you're going to lose opportunity for somebody who cares about one or two of the other ones. Right. I don't want people who just want to party. I don't want people who just want to train. I want a good balance of both. Right. And, and this will lead to ideal clients. Right. I don't want people who are too heavy in one direction, right? Because then they get overbearing. This is how clicks start. Right. If they're just the party animal and they want to rage all the time and they want to use the the gym to throw, you know, uh 
fucking rager, you know, and have a rave in the gym on Saturday night. Or like they want to do brunch every Saturday or the training people who just want to do nothing but train all day long. And they want to open gym every hour of the day, right? That creates problems. I want people that are balanced, right? And if you think about your ideal clients, they have some degree of balance. And if they don't, you can train people into balance because remember, you're the leader. The tribe doesn't lead from the bottom up. It leads from the top down. And then as you create that, then the culture will kind of persist, but you have to keep driving. It has to be intentional. Um, and that's the issue is, and, and again, it, it, it is kind of the double-edged sword of CrossFit is like the nature of constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity lends itself to bonding. So like the two things you need for good bonding is just like pain and laughter, right? Like if you put those two things together, it's like a, it's a very strong bond between people. If you can have an event that has those two things paired, some degree of, of discomfort paired with laughter, well, that's CrossFit, like in a nutshell. So it naturally creates bonds. The problem is because it naturally creates bonds, people let that be how the community grows just organically which is fine. Again, you can do it up to about the 75, maybe a hundred mark. If you have two main people in the gym, you could go to hundred easily, but past that, then it starts to fall off. And then now I don't have the, in air quotes community, you're still saying it, but the reality is like, if we really put the litmus test to it, it probably wouldn't pass. Yeah. And, and I think that's why it's important, you know, bringing it back that your coaching staff, are people you want to hang out with because if you want to hang out with them, they're going to attract people that want to hang out with them. And, and no different than giving up your coaching hours as you grow, you have to be willing to kind of step away from not step away from the community, but let other leaders evolve and become a part of it. Cause you just can't keep track of it all. And, and bonus points of, Hey, one of your coaches happens to be the gear guy. One of your coaches happens to be the training guy. Cause now they're going to connect even better with those types of members. Yeah. And then, and then that creates opportunity for people, you know, like, and so we have that here where we all kind of have our, our swim lanes, if you will, like I'm largely the facility guy, right? So like I'm doing all sorts, like if you go on our Instagram, you'll see like time-lapse videos of me putting all these things together. Um, you know, Lindsay likes events, you know, so she threw a killer party at the end of the year last year and then we're going to do the same thing at the end of the open so those will two be our like two big ones you know cassidy likes training you know so he's gonna head up like putting together workshops and like and got together and did our you know our throwdown with phil on the weightlifting team and then phil's running a snatch clinic and then we'll run a different one so th this is how you do that and then you create opportunity for other people um but you have to be the driver of that. You have to sit everybody in a room. You have to be like, hey, what are we going to do? And are we appealing to all three types of clients? Right. How many events do you think is ideal at a box annually in a calendar year? If we're talking about all three of those flavors, probably something to the tune of nine or 10. Um, now, I want to clarify, like the facility ones are not technically events. Right. right. They're like still going on stuff. the calendar. They're, still, They're still going in the calendars. Like this needs to get done. But the other two are like events, which really leads you with like six, six, yeah, like the facility events. one might be, I mean, you put up your rig or took it down, I should say by yourself, but that could right. have been like, Hey guys, like, like we said, a couple, couple pizzas, a couple cases of beer. And right. all of a sudden you've got a little fun event. People are you know, you're throwing the latest CrossFit movie on the TV. You're hanging out. You're, right. You can, you, know you can do like done. the, and this is, this would be a great one to pair. Like if you are doing an equipment uh, fee annually, 
as the stuff comes in, you guys can do like a big build out day, you know, like that. Yeah, like, or depending on what equipment, hey, we're going to spray paint the bumpers so we can label right. them well, or we're going to, you know, like I said, put up, we're going to paint new wall ball targets or whatever, right. whatever the. Um, so those are not the same as like the training evolutions or like the, the parties or the socials, um, but they do need to be intentional right like that should go be like hey we're going to highlight this and then when we do this we're going to highlight that um you know because you have to tell that story in the gym you know otherwise people don't don't uh won't see it and they won't notice and then it doesn't and then i will and then i will lose out on those people that's the point yeah let's be clear about it as we said from the beginning of this episode you're not selling this I might have said that a couple of times, but you're not selling this, but you are building it. And I want you guys to think about how many members you have. Are you actually not only fostering and maintaining your current community, but are you doing a good job pushing it forward as you get to 75, as you get to 100 members? Are you running enough events? Are you running a variety of events? Because I think if you're listening, you're the box owner or even a coach at your box, and you start thinking about how many events you run every year, you're probably going to realize you lean heavily towards one of those. Mm-hmm. And I would guess most boxes are social because most box owners open a box because they enjoy being around other people. And it's the ones we just think of. So come up with your, here's some homework, lay out the rest of the year. We're, fe- we're in you know, mid February. You got 10 more months. Fern said you could have, you know, nine or 10 events, sprinkle them in, make sure they're varied we always recommend, hey, put in your big ones and your standards first. You know, every Fern, for example, your anniversary is in August, right? For the gym? November. That's why we, that's why we pair it with the holiday. Yeah. Okay. So every November you do an anniversary. Thought we were, I thought we were friends. I don't know why I thought, you know. Yeah. We, you had your super I mean, I know, I, know your, I know your wedding anniversary and you don't know my fucking gym anniversary. Do you know my wedding anniversary? Yes. Why? November 4th, 2007. Why do you know that? I can't tell you why I know that, but I know that. I know because I wasn't invited. <laughs> By the way, I got to give Vern and his wife a shout out. Man, every day more presents just keep coming for this baby. You got us probably the best gift. And I'll tell you what it was. I know you had nothing I, to do with could, it. Just for the record, because I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jess, your wife is smart. So there's like this, this basically so like a little squishy bed that you put her in and it like kind of like keeps her on her back because she likes yeah. to have this pacifier, but it falls out mm-hmm. of her mouth. So putting her on there keeps her on her back and keeps the pacifier in her mouth. Well that, and you don't want her, you don't like probably very limited tummy time at this point. So yeah, uh, you don't want to. So anyway, don't... tell, tell uh, young Jess that I appreciate. <laughs> young the, Jess, uh... we're still, we still got to get her on the show. But anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. um, point being, when you have your standards, you know, whether it's your holiday party, it's your anniversary party, if you're going to do the open every year, if you're going to do a July 4th event, plug those events in first, figure out how many of those are social, how many of those are training, how many of those are aesthetics, you know, gym, gym build out, then start plugging in the rest. Okay, well, we don't have a workshop in uh, September, let's plug in a snatch workshop or a muscle up workshop or whatever it is. So Think about it from that perspective, and then you should have a year. I would recommend 2021 events being printed out, you know, probably like just a cheap frame with a cool logo on it, throw it in your bathroom, throw it in your lobby, and you know, put it on put it out there on social media and make sure you're promoting the hell out of it. 
and this is uh, and this is this is all stuff that we teach people in affiliate you like down to the the very last detail um because again this stuff uh if you do it well it's not by accident the uh, and then the other thing is like if you're doing staff meetings this should be a topic for the staff meetings like what's coming up 30 45 60 days uh and that way you keep the staff looped in on what's going on again building trust in you as a leader because they feel informed right so you know like they they feel people feeling informed makes them feel safe and it's the best it's the number one thing you can do as a leader is make people feel safe like everybody hates feeling uninformed and it feels unsafe right so keeping people in the loop about like what's going on you know um you know, how's the business doing? Like what events do we have coming up? Why are we making these changes? Like you need to do those things. And if you're not doing those, this is, you know, again, going back to something we mentioned earlier, it's just like you're abdicating your duty as, as the box owner and you need to get on that stuff. So um, again, all stuff we can help you with. If you have questions, hit us up. Um, we are accepting new applicants for affiliate use. So if you have questions, if this is something you're just like, Hey, I really can't, figure out how to crack this code. Uh, if you're looking for somebody to help you build an affiliate within the essence of CrossFit, that's what we do. That's what we do because we're both super biased. This is what we know and, 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 uh, and what we do. Um, and if you're looking to do that, you know, this is a big part of it, but again, we've talked about it before. You gotta, you gotta be able to put the pieces together and it's hard. Love it, Fern. All right. If you have questions on affiliate, you like Fern said, we are accepting applicants. See if you're a good fit to work with us. See if we're a good fit to work with you. We'd love to give you more information. You can shoot us an email, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. You can also book a free consultation call right from our Instagram link in the bio. All right. Well, we hope we've given you plenty of information. Whether or not you decide to work with us, our goal is to give you information to help you run a better box because that is what we do. We hope you've had the best hour of your day. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.